Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, it's that time of week again. It's the Chelsea, but weirdly, we're on a Monday night before a cup game. It's all so strange. We've got light outside. It's not dark. I'm confused. Andy's not here. He sadly can't be with us this week. He's had a bit of an emergency and, and had to fly to Antigua for a holiday. I tell you, he has a very tough life at times, Andy does. And to the game tonight, is it? I don't think you should come on for a while. <laughs> well, a bit of a plastic, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've got to see games to be on this podcast. Absolutely you know? appalling. Yeah, and oh yeah. I before I introduce you, I must also say, you know, Andy's having a tough time on the holiday. I don't know if you heard, but he's had another one of his, his uh, airport disasters. You remember he went to Azerbaijan and didn't get let in for a while uh, because he filled his name out wrong. He'd filled in his visa application as Andrew Saunders, which was his passport name. And then when he got there, he wrote Andy Saunders. And they wouldn't let him in for a couple of hours. Anyway, he's had another dilemma. I mean, this is dreadful. He he, uh, got to his hotel, I believe, on his holiday in Antigua, only to realise he'd taken someone else's luggage. Oh. oh, this and sounds like frantic Harrison Ford in Paris. You are not comparing Andy to Harrison Ford, are you? No, I'm just comparing the story, but the Harrison baggage. Ford is a complete klutz in that movie, which yeah. sort of is what Andy is, and I've lost all respect for him after what you told me. Wait, he took someone else's <laughs> luggage. So has he just been wearing someone's like G-string on the beach? Or something? I reckon, no, he apparently had to turn the cab straight round and go back an hour and a half. Was there a dodgy the Eiffel Tower in there and... Who knows? I don't, I don't think he actually opened it up Going around and listening to Grace Jones. Oh, you never know. Well, that wouldn't be too bad, would it? A bit of Grace? No, I'm just yeah. comparing it to Frantic, though. That's oh, such, okay, sorry. It's such a good film. Oh, okay. Absolutely brilliant Great. film. Oh, yeah, that, this is our film critic, uh, Gary Hayes. He doesn't really go to Chelsea very yeah, much. Yeah. A bit of a part-timer. Found, found more in uh, dark rooms by myself these days. 
well, cinemas. I can see that. But I, I would, I reckon I've been to more games than anyone I know in the last 15 years. So I think well, that gets me on this podcast. And it's touched surely. a nerve with something. What's oh, going on? I, with don't, him? I, don't, I have no idea. He's a Someone's boy. saying I shouldn't come on because I don't go to games. Well, well. <laughs> I'm going on Sunday. That's good enough. <laughs> the big ones no 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 one said that that's absolute nonsense it's just a way to wind you up it's so easy cheers Andy I'm all red faced now if Sarah's not doing it Andy's doing it <laughs> and of course the voice of reason is here as well Mr Seb Fontaine good evening how are you Seb good and you know what's been quite nice in the last few weeks I've had quite a few people come up to me and say they've been listening to the podcast and how much they enjoy it I had one on Saturday one you know outside and then outside the game someone came up so the message is out there it's it's you know it's getting a lot of love from people on the streets well let's hope we're not going to mess it up tonight yeah. <laughs> I normally get out of go out on the streets I might start hanging around with Seb yeah, well, I, I, me. I, I, oh, I was told this. actually. Well, the, uh, well, last time I was on, I got both scores right, which I, did, I completely re- didn't realise apparently. And then uh, apparently, some people actually enjoy my ranting. I mean, they should have a chat to my missus because she doesn't enjoy it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but then she does have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, don't forget this is only for like four right. minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Living with you is what, for what life. What do you normally yeah, right. rant about at home then? Oh, it could be anything. It could be that the water's too hot. It could be it could be anything, really. The people across the road parking in, you know, outside the house. There's a van that I, I call the rape van that looks a bit grubby and looks like it's been on crime watch and they keep parking outside my house. And it really, it's bad. See, see my pet hate is um, eyeliner shavings left on the window ledge in the bathroom. That gets me going. Well, don't put your eyeliner then. <laughs> and stop you shaving. You do it somewhere else. You are going to wear eyeliner. You just have to learn to be cleaner. Stop, what is this? And, and also, you know, you're going to lose your eyelids if you keep shaving them. I mean, that's dangerous. You know, you really want to be careful with them. Because I tell you, they're starting to look strange. I'm not getting any younger. You certainly aren't. <laughs> oh, you know. But, okay, Rance, I just want to ask you. Do you... I mean, we all do it. We all have a rant. Is there any moment sometimes in a rant where you just go, yeah, this is a losing battle, this is nonsense, but I'm going to carry on anyway? Yeah, and, and that's the point generally I start giggling to myself as I'm ranting. Sometimes I just can't help myself. So, well, I mean, I presume, you know, there's not too much to rant about. We're in a quiet zone. We've only really got Malmo to talk about, United tonight and the cup final. So, you know, I, I, I wish, I wish I'd have heard your views after the City 6 You know what? I was quite, I was quite calm and serene about it, actually. I turned it off after 4-0. And then, I, for me, it was like lifting the lid on a tin of, dogs that's just been needed to be lifted for a long 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 time and it was kind of right we've been papering over the cracks it's been the club's been badly run the managers you know I I think he has such a good run in the beginning that we kind of just wanted that to come back again and and I just think it that that complete you know capitulation was just absolutely needed to happen a little bit to wake everyone up a bit and I think it did yeah, I, I think it did. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't like the end of the world for me. It was like a reality check, which is, you know, this project has been okay to start with, has tailed off, and then got gradually worse. And how he addresses it, well, okay, well, we, we'll have a look at Malmo, you know. I mean, after that, the thought of going to somewhere like Malmo was actually a bit of a godsend, wasn't it? You thought... Yeah. They can probably score a goal, but can they score more than that? And you would think that if we just take a couple of chances, 
we'll be okay. I mean, how did you feel that for a cathartic process to go to Malmo was a perfect antidote to going away from the city game? No, I think it was a a horrible slap in the face of a reminder of where Chelsea are. That, oh, you've just been spanked 6-0 by City and now you've got the Europa League. And that's what Chelsea are going to have next year. You know, just, Have I'm, a glass half full. Yeah, it's, but it's just, it's like, just, I don't like where, you know, I, I accept failure and, you know, all the rest of it, but it's when that failure comes about through a complete lack of incompetence, you know, that, that's what I really, you know, re- really disappoints me. And I look at the, the to, to move on the City discussion a little bit more, because I think you guys did a good job of it with, Phil and Andy last week, but there hasn't been enough focus on those players because I, I, I did this I, tweet I, to promote my own tweets, but it was after Sari said about, I struggle to motivate these players and which is pretty damning admission on his part, but, but also um, just hearing him say that. And I just said, you know, it's just, it's confirmation that the problem that Jose had in 2015, the problem that Conte had among a, a few others is that these players just aren't, reliable enough and uh, they don't seem to have any pride and it sounds so okay to say pride in the shirt pride in the badge but just pride in their own performances but they're almost just like yeah I said to Kerry I think the, the day after I said this is the same set of players that have downed tools three times in six seasons and I I, I, I my personal I think it needs to be broken up yeah and I, I, I don't think it's even a case of downing tools I think that's like maybe too much. Six, listen, six but, nil. But too much considered. What I think it is, it's just a lack of interest, a lack of desire. Well, I just think that they go, oh, you know, going's tough a little bit here. We're not going to dig in. Whereas Chelsea of old, this is um, a piece that I wrote about for the Athletic. Um, where I said, you know, oh, he's bigging up his tweets, yes, the pieces he's written. But this was this is no actually got no it was actually games. a really good piece. Um, was about is Sarri's problem the fact that he's completely. I can't think of a better word, shitting on what Chelsea have been. It's all, and I've said it so many times, it's almost like, you know, Chelsea have, have got embarrassed about how they win things. And Sarri's almost embarrassed that he's taken over this club that has won things doing it one way and he's gone, no, that's not good enough. This is the way we're going to do it. And it's just failing miserably for the players, for him. And it's almost like those players think that they're too good as well. I, I, just, don't, I just don't like the attitude of it. And that I know there's been player power in the past with Drogba and Terry and Lampard and Ashley Cole and you know, Petr Cech, the players that got together. But the player power there, I'm not romancing something that no, happened years ago. The player power there was them fighting because they knew they could do it and win, exactly. and win games and win trophies and they didn't believe in the manager's ways. Exactly. This ways, and this is why I think it, it's more likened to downing tools because it, it's not because they want to do it their way. They just can't be bothered to do it at all. Yeah, where so, it's almost like, you know what, it's a little bit cold outside. I don't want to go out. Yeah, I, you know, I, and, and you notice, like, it's, it's funny because... It's all a bit mittens. Yeah, it's like... We, you know, you made the joke last week. We gave him a really good game for three minutes. And the moment that goal went in from Sterling, it's almost like went, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Yeah. But then you look at what they did a couple of years ago under Conte and we went up there and we rode our luck at times, but we ended up winning 3-1. That team was, the mindset of that team was different because you had someone like Costa and you had, yes, I know I'll talk about him, Gary Cahill. He scored an own goal that day and the team didn't allow their heads to drop and they went out 
and they were back to the wall for a little bit. But then in the end, they played this brilliant counter-attack football. And Chelsea now are embarrassed about playing that way. And they think, oh, we should be able to do it this way. And, and in, It's his idea of being able to dominate a game through possession and interspersed with that. You'll get the goals. Then you get the ball back. We'll keep the ball. We'll yep. keep passing it. And then we'll get another goal. The thing is now we've got pass, 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 goal. Unfortunately, it's for the yeah, opposition. Yeah. And, and, and basically, the point I've got round to as a long-winded point um, is that this team doesn't want to earn the right to win matches, whereas teams of old, whether it's under Conte, um, even Hiddink, uh, Ancelotti and Jose, they went out and they earned the right to win matches and then they won them. And this team just thinks that we should be able to turn up and do it. And that's why they're losing to Bournemouth. That's why they're losing to Wolves. You know, that's why they're losing to tripe like Arsenal. Do, do you think it's a tripe like Arsenal? I like that. Um, but do you not think, actually, we've talked in the past about the entitlement of fans, that actually what you're talking about here is the entitlement of these players. Yeah, which is a problem that a lot of big teams have. You, know, you see some players, they, like Ozil, thinks he should be able to play his dainty little football, which, which is pretty on, you know, it's easy on the eye and it looks good. But then the moment he gets a dig in the back, he's like, hmm, I don't want to know. You know, and, I, and that's what I feel like this team is. Like Phil said it last week, this team needs a bit of bite in, in the midfield. I think Andy said that you need a player to come into this midfield and say, yeah, I'm in this team and I'm going to bamboozle. You, you spoke about Balak. Balak could come in and rough players up and they don't have that. It's got it, no bite at all. Yeah, they, it's almost like, look, we should be able to play the way we want to play and you should just let us do it. And teams are like, well, you did it for 19 games. Spurs showed how to, to get around you and do that. And since then... Chelsea have been dropping, 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 and it's been horrible. So, okay, so there, there is an argument that still keeps getting bandied around that we've got these youngsters that should be getting more time. Um, against Malmo, it was, it was an odd selection, really, because people like Ampadu didn't get a look in. hudson Adoy, you know, left on the, out of it uh, on the bench. Um, and, you know, Loftus-Cheek left at home because of an injury, the only one who got in was Christensen, who actually had a very good game until we conceded that goal. And he was, he, you know, he, sh- he had a moment where he should have just cleared it and he hesitated. And I still think his uh, rehabilitation as a player is worryingly far away. He's nearly there, but he's not going to get the game time. He, he was better when he was getting more game time. Yeah, when, he he was was. Playing, when he was playing regularly under Conte, I think you could see a real rough gem there until Barcelona yeah maybe and then since then it's just yeah I mean the rehabilitation has not happened no and I'm worried about that because I think with with some players you can say he's not good enough to play or whatever or um you know this needs to be changed in his game or whatever Christensen looks like a player to me who actually does need the game time and he will get better now and I think having Rudiger and Luis isn't actually working. Whoever you want to blame it at, as a pairing, I'm not confident in them anymore. They've been at the centre of an awful lot of problems. Whether you would say they were definite problems from Luis or Rudiger, I don't know. Sometimes a pairing doesn't quite gel. And you can't say specifically, this is his fault or that's his fault. It just doesn't feel quite right to me. What do you think about that pairing? Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that to extend the point a little bit and I know I'm going back to what you discussed last week um, I don't agree well, with damn this, good show I don't agree yeah I don't agree with this criticism of Barkley and I know Andy and Phil both, I think you said as well that you don't really don't really rate him but no I was the one who was sticking oh, up okay. I like Barkley so yeah. I, I think that with Barkley and this is the point of Christensen is that he's suffering from 
a lack of games in that it's damaging his confidence because he's thinking I've got to go out and I've got I've got to do exactly what the manager wants me to do otherwise I'm not going to get in and you know like Phil said maybe one of these players should just think look let's not do what he wants I want to get the ball and I'm going to take it around three players rather than these little passes around that he wants but then players are coming in and stifling them a bit where they're thinking I haven't got any freedom I need to play how he wants me to play otherwise next week Kovacic is playing and I think Chelsea with the squad the way it is now is that I think it's time for Sarri to accept that I know it's so tight in terms of the, the fourth place I think, I think the top four as you're looking at now will be as it is um, but I think points wise it's tight but I think momentum wise it's a completely different yeah, game you know 100%. the way with the United way United are now and I think I know I made the joke earlier about oh you've just been stuffed by City now you get the Europa League but I don't think it's a disaster if Chelsea finish fifth or sixth this year and play Europa League again because it's not a disaster if they deal with it properly and so it's almost I'm not saying they write the season off but then Sarri starts thinking but- now I've got 12 Premier League games left so I'm going to start building for next season now Kovacic is on loan sorry mate you're gone because you're not going to get signed uh, you know the problem that happens with some of the Chelsea youth players when they go to clubs that clubs start building they forget about the players that are on loan and they you just go look Kovacic you're not playing Barkley's going to start I'm going to reshape my midfield and I'm going to have Loftus-Cheek in there as well and I'm going to play Christensen because at the end of the season David Luiz is off on a free transfer because I don't think the club are going to give him the deal that he wants and just start building for next year now and I'm not saying that that means you just say we'll accept that we might lose 12 matches. I just mean that you have a bit more foresight to it and think we so are going to for, try. It, it, for, for, to have this foresight, do you think Terry's going to be there next season? I don't. <sighs> my, I guess, really don't. my guess is as good as anyone. And it I could don't. be that he's there now because they're just going to think, oh, look, we'll just wait until the end of the season. We'll get rid of him then. Or it could be that they do genuinely believe in what he wants to do. They want to reshape the club and they're going to give him the time. And if, if they are and he's getting those reassurances, he needs to be making those changes now. It's no good in saying that, you know, um, I'm going to keep playing with, um, with William, Pedro and Hazard until the end of the season. I'll think about it in the summer. No, think about it now. Hazard says he knows what he's doing, right? So if he knows what he's doing, the club knows but, what but he's doing. But the club is so slow to react on anything. I mean, look how... Look how late we signed Sarri last season. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, but that's the everything. Point. We need a director of football. You know, we need like a Balak to come in. And there needs to be, regardless of who the manager is, because we do have a fairly revolving door policy on our managers, there needs to be a vein of football that is running through that club and a policy of buying and a policy of buying for the future. And that we don't have at the moment. Everything's reactionary. And with the director of football issue, which is, you know, a, a side issue that Sarri's got no control on, but what he should be doing as a manager now is saying, right, I'm going to control the things that I can. Okay, I know I've got pressure to win matches now, but if, if he's confident in his ability to keep that job, he should be planning for next season now. And that, and that means, I'm not saying going down this route of going so far to one end, going, yeah, and just put, you know, get Mason Mount back and put him in and play Hudson Odoi. What I mean is that bringing these players through more now, giving them more minutes now when there's still pressure there because you're in a Chelsea shirt, but there's not pressure because at the start of the season, you need to maintain a title push now. I just think that... So you are pre-season training now in yeah, a weird way. Yeah, effectively, in terms of systems. In if terms of that, systems and players. But that can only be if the club are backing him. Then he can do it. And he Otherwise, only, he is in that usual if, position. But if, he, he could be that, look, I know I'm a dead man walking. I know I'm getting sacked because... I send an email to Marina and she never replies to me now or something. She's like, I oh, know I'm getting the boot. It could be that. I don't know. But I'm just thinking that he needs, as a manager, he needs to do what his job top, well, head but, coach. But the problem is he's got so many unhappy players. I mean, we, 
we're more likely to lose some of our best players. If Canty's miserable for being played out from position continually, someone will buy him. But, but what he needs to do is, if he's got unhappy players, look at why those players are unhappy and think, OK, is William unhappy? Is Pedro unhappy? Well, you're not really the future of the club. No, no, forget William and Pedro. I mean, they, William should have been sold last season for £50 million to Barcelona. I mean, I just think when you've got Canty, the, the best holding midfielder in the, in the world... Yeah. And we're not putting him in the right position. Well, and, is... and he's, you know, he's, he's just, it's quite... And, and according to, pay, you know, there's a lot of clubs circling for him now. Madrid and PSG and... who want him. And he wants to do what he does well. And, and Sarri's blind. And don't, you know, I'm, I, was, I was accused of being a Sarri apologist not that long ago. But it, it started to get to me now how this team is crumbling. I, I, I think the public... Going on telly all the time, telling telling everyone how crap the team is, and so I never works. I, I think it's really naive. And then you know that's the first crack that starts to appear. And since then the tower is crumbling, and I, I'm finding it really hard to you know back him or find anything good in the football that he's playing in at the moment. Keeping players that's more like the yeah. ship I know and love, and and, and, and keeping. I can hear your partner crying. <laughs> what is going on, Seb? But. I think as well, keeping players locked in dressing rooms for an hour after a defeat like I did at Bournemouth just smacks of me, smacks to me of a manager just clutching at straws trying to assert some form of authority. And that's the sort of thing that he didn't do it to an extent, but Avram Grant tried to do stuff like that and that backfired. Mm. And Well, it's usually, those are things that are usually done by people who believe they're weaker than they want to be, so and they try and flex their muscles, yeah. assert some sort of semblance of authority, and it get you know you never hear too much about Ferguson keeping anyone in for an no, hour. because he, he would, would do, do it, it in the training ground after, and he would grill them then. He'd go, "I'll see all of you tomorrow." Yeah, and, and, and they gone. said, "Yeah," and he wouldn't talk about anything. And this, I can't say who the player was, right? But when I was working on the programme at Chelsea it's a story I've told you a few times because it was hilarious we used to do this feature called Blues Banter and it would be like 20 questions of like oh player of the month worst dress you know stupid stuff it's like a little Q&A and we spoke to this player and we said um, who's the mug of the month and he went the manager it was Avram Grant and we were like oh why and he went because after we lost game X he came in the changing room and he threw a CD on the floor and we just all laughed so he walked out <laughs> and we we're like, we can't use that. And I just think that's, I don't know. I've got no idea if it's happening, but I just hear stuff like Sarri keeping them locked in and bought. And I just think the players are just switching off. They're not listening. And they're like, oh, you stopped talking. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you've got that new app. Oh yeah. I've got this new tune. I'm off. Yeah. Cause I don't think they care. I don't Can think I they care. You, if, having spoken, you know, to lots of people, are you finding anyone that's defending Sarri still? Because I'm finding up till about, well, probably up to the City game, there were still people defending him, saying, you've got to give him time, you've got to give him time, blah, blah, blah. You know, Klopp didn't do very well in his first season. Lots of, you know, it took him time to buy the players he wanted and stuff, and now look at Klopp. Yeah, I think... Uh, but are there still people after that City game still saying, I think he's the man to deliver us what we want as a club over a long-term period? Yeah, I think, I think there are people who yeah. are like that, and... <clears throat> And for me, and, and I, that, sorry, let me ask that question. Lee. Is that because they honestly believe that he just needs more time or they just don't see a problem in what's going on at the moment, do you think? Oh, I think it's more about the time. Um, yeah. you, there is no okay. doubt there's a problem at the moment, but that's what you do is if you decide to change a whole structure, somebody says, as he said, I need two years for this. 
Now, yeah. maybe the club have gone, whatever, you know, it's really interesting that there's not even a grumble coming out of the ground after that 6-0. There's nothing happening. It's just like, carry on as normal. And I think that's interesting. You don't even hear a rumour of somebody saying something that, that just maybe... There are other things. Actually, there are bigger problems at Chelsea than the actual team at this moment I think, in time. I think probably I'm, and I think that could be part of it. I still, I, I was never a Sarri, you know, fan. You know, no, sure. I, I wanted Conte to stay, despite the fact that he engineered some problems last year as well. I just think that Conte would be great for Chelsea in the long term. Um, but I just think that I look at the guy and I think, look, I don't really... I can't feel connected to this team right now because it doesn't feel like Chelsea to me. So no, I, I'm not I as I'm not as into it, but I'm, I'm enduring. I said that know, on the, but, the last podcast I did. I said I don't have the same connection with this team yeah. that I've had with previous teams over the last, you know, well, all my life. Yeah, this is this team feels the least connected, the least. Lovable, yeah. They don't feel like a, like a bunch of fighters. It doesn't like warriors feel like going into battle. And you know, when you had your Drogba's and your Terry's, and you know, and listen, those days may well have gone. You know, we can't keep talking about you know our glory, but I just get the vibe. There's a lot of you know, and, and I I do think they down tools. I do whether it's mentally, you know, and it's just not you know playing to eighty percent, not hundred percent. I'm not saying they literally stop playing, but I definitely think they you know they turn off but I, I just think as well that you know this is what I wrote about in that piece of Deflated is that I'm not saying Sarri's you know destroying what Chelsea has been for the last 15 years I just think that he doesn't understand the culture of the club that you go back to okay I'm going on what's written in books and what I've seen on video highlights but what you the Tommy Dockett era of Chelsea the Dave Sexton era of Chelsea, even the Eddie McCready era of Chelsea, and then John Neal comes in, and then you got and what you always had is you had Aussie and Charlie Cook and Tamblin and Ian Hutchinson to, to a lesser degree, but you had Chopper and Eddie McCready, and then you know you had Alan Hudson later, and you had these players, you know, and you had the Sponge who could really stick it in when they needed to to allow Aussie and Charlie Cook to to play the way they needed to play. And they had this mix of substance and flair, which to me, Chelsea's always had. And okay, in a lesser degree, when they were playing in the second division, you know, when it was uh, Kerry Dixon and, um, and Pat Nevin, you know, but then you, you still had, um, you know, players like Mickey Thomas, who were nasty, you know, little <laughs> bastards, you know. And Chelsea haven't got that. And even when we got promoted in 88, 89... And that, that team still had it, you know, and you had we boys get bullied now. We get bullied now. You know, yeah, we, we, were always, this, we were always fighters and now well, we get bullied. And Does this just not, shows he's alien to what we've been for 50 well, years. But isn't that actually all born out of having a midfield so that the people behind are secure in the knowledge that they can get themselves together because the midfield will hold the play up, will hold people up, will stop this coming yeah. through. And the people in front of that midfield know that all they need is the ball to be released to them and they'll be off. And and for me, this is the whole issue with, with Sarri ball. I hate even using that word, to yeah. be honest, um, is that it doesn't actually work at this moment in time with the players we've got. I'm not saying that it can't work, but I don't think it's the right way at this moment in time to handle the So do you think then that maybe the club said, look, come in, we've got some problematic players, they've downed tools twice for Jose and for Conte, 
you know, both in their second seasons. This it kind of needs to be broken up. The way they play football needs to be broken up. And we've got your backs and we don't mind some losses. You know, is this why we're not hearing anything from the club? But, you know, because normally by now, you're, you know, you get the dreaded vote of confidence. Well, well, there is the point, actually, that Sarri has said he's heard nothing. So that would say, no, they're not saying anything to him other than they've well, no, said... he's backtracked on that, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, he said that um, they were speaking to him after, I think it was, it was before the Malmo game. They said, oh, you haven't spoken... He said, no, he goes, I know Italian better than you and you've misinterpreted what I said. He just said, I hadn't heard from the owner this week or something. Okay. But he said, I've spoken to him, so whether he's backtracking or what. But I, I just think that, you know, going back to the whole point of where we got onto this part of the conversation is that I'm not against him and I'm not for him. But I just think that what I've said the whole time, it might be a little bit of a contradiction, is that if you want him to work, because he's completely the antithesis of what Chelsea have been, you can't give him six months. You've got to give him 18 months to 24. Well, he, said, he said two years he needed. And, but the problem is as well, at the same time from him, is that he's coming, he wants it all his way now. And you're like, look, accept what the club is and gradually get it to what you want it to be. But don't come in and say, yeah, what, mean, it's almost like what Clough did at, at Leeds. Come in, yeah, you won it all the wrong way. We're going to do it my way. 72 days later, you're gone. And he never had an opportunity. Because like, you've got to ease your way into this. You can't just change. I, I, th- I think as well, the thing with Sarri is, because we had such a good start to his reign, you know, nor- if he just started the way he started now, I don't think he'd be there. You know, I think, if, you know, by now, generally by Christmas, we normally sack our our crap appointments, AVB, Scolari, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think we've normally got rid of them down there. But he has such a good start, and you kind of think, oh, there must be something there. Can we reignite that fire again? Can he work out? I mean, he's been incredibly stubborn with only playing one system. But, you know, this, there, there is a good manager there, and, you know, we have got good players. I think we're... I think we might be just hoping a little bit too much that it all clicks again. Well, I think that's interesting you say about the good start. It was a great start. It was wonderful. The football was flowing. What happened was, up until the end of that run, nobody had quite worked out what to do. And it was Everton. It was Everton at Stamford Bridge that actually changed our season. That was the moment when they, you know, they weren't very good, Everton, but they worked out, oh, you know what? We'll just sit on Jorginho. We'll just finish him. And that was it. Jorginho has probably made five or six decent passes since I, I, then. I feel sorry for Jorginho. Yeah, I do. Because he's a really good player that's just obviously out of his depth in this system in the Premier League. It might well have worked, you know, in, in Serie A. But it just... And I feel a bit sorry for him. And I think his confidence is down. You know, I don't think he's a bad player at all. But I just think... Blind, blindly putting a square peg in a round hole every week and expecting it to fit... Is just madness. What, what did we say after the Everton game? We did the live pod. Yeah. And the point that we discussed after then is that you could see teams that were, were working Chelsea out because they were letting Kante have the ball all the time. And the moment Jorginho gets it, they rush him. And it's just like, because he hasn't got the time then to start picking the passes and starting the moves. He's like, I've got to rush the ball out there. And then they were like, Kante, we know you can't pass, so you can have it, mate. You know, and, and they don't really press him as much because he isn't the same threat in possession as what Jorginho is. And it's just really... And don't you think, uh, Jorginho, he, at times, he needs his other two midfielders to come alongside him and help him out and go, mate, I, I can't, you know, you sometimes see Barkley or Kovacic or whatever standing 15 yards away, doing nothing, not even coming in to help scrap and go, uh, what, you know what? What I think he needs is the, the way the Premier League is, is that if you're going to play with Jorginho, which is the problem Chelsea had when they were playing Fabregas in the position as well, 
Yeah, you look at the goal when um, it was nearly a goal when Gabriel Jesus broke free and then he got one on one with Kepper and he chipped it and he like put it wide. Um, and Jorginho was just the game just bypassed him. And if you're going to have a player like that in the Premier League, because you can do it in Italy because they don't hit you as quick on the on yeah. the break, so he can get into position, he can be yeah. a man. In the Premier League, the game gets turned over so quick that players like he can get bypassed. And that's what's happening to Fabregas when we went through that horrible 2015-16 season. And then whenever he's played in there by himself, it happens. And you see his little legs trying to run. <laughs> and running. it's almost like he's just running on the spot. In treacle. You know, yeah, and, and it's the same with Jorginho. It doesn't make him a bad player. It just means that the physicality isn't there. So what you need in the same thing as ice hockey, Wayne Gretzky wasn't the player he was in ice hockey without the goon following him around. And that's what you need. You need a goon to follow Jorginho around. Yeah, and, and open it up and, and, and that goon is Kante. You know, and, but then if you're going to play that system, it's a little you know, harsh calling Kante goon. <laughs> but, but that's just the world's the, the, greatest holding but, midfielder. You know I mean? that, but that's, that's that's just the term in ice hockey. I know, but, I know, I get what you mean. Yeah, but well, it's taken from the streets of New York and things. Isn't yeah, it? And, goon is a is your thug, your hired and, and, muscle. And you look at yeah. it and you just think that it, look, I'm not sorry. The guy surpasses my knowledge of football. You know, makes me look like a layman, right? which I probably am. but um, Yeah, well, you don't go to many yeah. football games. Oh, yeah. Actually, if I was at the game, maybe I'd have a better idea. Yeah, maybe, Andy. but I think probably not. <laughs> anyway, look, we've got to go to a what, break. What I was going to say very quickly, though, is that by having Kante there, then you'd probably have to play a 4-2-3-1, but he doesn't want to play it. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, we'll, we will be back in a second because we've got to go to a commercial break. The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back. Okay, so that's enough of all that past stuff. It's a bit weird being here the night of the Man United game. So, you know, maybe we should talk about this week ahead because we've got United, then City in the cup final, and then we'll have another podcast, so and then we've got Tottenham. Is so. anyone excited about the next two games? We've got United tonight and City Sunday. Yeah, I am. They're because... quite daunting. I mean, you know what you said earlier on about Malmo? Is that, I mean... We win this game tonight. That could be the springboard, you know, that we all need. I mean, or we lose it. It could really, you know, it's whack-a-mole. You know, we are literally just going to get beaten. You know, it's whack-a-mole time for us. Absolutely. For me, the one thing I do not want is to lose to Solskjaer, a third division Norwegian manager's team at Chelsea in the cup. I can't bear it. I Do cannot like bear him? all the press like that tells me, oh, isn't it lovely how he's doing it, Manu? No, it's not lovely to see well, someone doing I, it, so well. Well, it certainly spurred all everyone that wants Lampard in straight away. Look, look what they're doing over there. Yeah. Let's quickly get Lampard in. And just for the record, I think it's a massive mistake. I'd hate if that happened. I, yeah. Because I, I just think it's, it's got Di Matteo written all over it. Yeah. It's too soon. Yeah. I want him back. And I in want him to be... Time. I want him to be the Chelsea manager, but he's got to get a couple more years. This quick, grab him. He's doing all right at Derby. He's, he's not the way forward. I know... And listen, I love Lampard. There's going to be a load of people disagreeing with me, but I just want him to do so well. Yeah, and that's it. Because to me, Lampard is the best player I've ever seen at Chelsea. And I want him to come in and be the best manager I've ever seen. I, 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 I want him to agree. last for so long. And, and I don't think rushing him over and, yeah, is exactly. the right thing. It's almost like, look, he's a toddler and you're trying to send him to I'd rather university. go. I'd rather go someone else and let him just do his thing for another year or two, even if it means... You know, I just don't want that to go the way that Di Matteo went, because yeah. that would be a disaster. And hopefully the way Solskjaer will go tonight. 
You know, because I'm I, I, Solskjaer. I don't. I don't. He's make, united. No, listen. Listen. I, I, I tell you, maybe I have a slight love for what he's doing over there because I, I was so anti-miserable Mourinho and the fact that it showed that that miserable toss bag literally had lost a, yet another dressing room and that, you know, that just someone with a decent, you know, a decent outlook on life and a half a footballing brain could turn a good group of players around and he's done it, you know, and I think it's possible. Well, he hasn't really. That, well, of course he has. He, he hasn't they, really. They've, Look had a, at- made, they've had a good run. Yeah, They've and then they run. played a proper side in PSG who actually made it a very easy win. Well, I think so. maybe they got over overconfident. But it, it did show that it was Mourinho that was kind of dragging that dream down. And well, I think that and was... And Van Hull and Moy. It's, it's everyone since Ferguson. Yeah, well... Actually. They... So it, it'd be interesting. Look, tonight, I don't know, you, you know, th- this week... How does Sarri approach this? You're, you're not in the league. You're in two cups. He's never won a cup. And he's got, well, a chance to really advance to the quarterfinals tonight. And then he's got a chance to actually pick some silverware up in what is probably the most horrible period of his managerial career. Yeah, it's interesting as well because United's record at Chelsea has been really poor of late. So their last 10 matches, they've lost eight and drawn two. So it'll be interesting. And and stats like that don't really mean much when they, you, know, you say, oh, we're in... Um, Grimsby haven't beaten Chelsea at Stamford Bridge since 1962. Yeah, it was the last time they played at Stamford Bridge, you know, <laughs> whereas they're obviously they're coming every year. So it shows that this group of players, you know, it's the last 10 games. So it's this group of players that have struggled at Stamford Bridge. So it'll be interesting to see if there's been that power swing as well. Isn't this, though, isn't there such a similarity between those players at United and the players at Chelsea in the way they're hot and cold and suddenly you go, oh, they're all back. Yeah. And then suddenly they're not. It's it's a really odd situation, and I, I think tonight we'll we'll see what happens. I don't want to dwell on it too much because most people will be listening to this after the game. But I would have thought Herrera is going to play a big part tonight on on closing Jorginho well, down. And he, he's done that whenever he has come to Chelsea, isn't he? You know, yeah. like when he got sent off in the cup game the other year when we won one 0 and Kante scored, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he, he's always been. It's funny Herrera because he. He's always been a nemesis at Old Trafford, yeah. but he doesn't really do it at Stamford Bridge. So, yeah, and you know, he, he can sometimes do a job on Hazard, but that's always been, you know, at, um, at Old Trafford. So, I, I, you know, what? I do wonder if, if Jorginho got injured, whether he'd still still find someone else other than Kante well, to play said in that it, role. Hasn't he? Because any time that they play the game without him, and it's <laughs> Kovacic and Kante in there, Kovacic ends up in that role. He won't pick Kante. He says he's not right for that position. But he's right. Me. To play the football he wants to play... It's not Kante. It's not Kante. But, but the football he wants to play might not be right for the Premier League. But, but That's then, irrelevant is, to his thinking. But this is also the debate around it. Is that, and I said it at the start of the season, you're not looking at Kante, the World Cup winner. You're looking at a totally different player that's having to play out of position. And he's play, I think he's playing in that team... Because he's Kante and he's like, I know I can't drop him. So he's got to play him. Just in the way that... Um, but you know, other clubs are now circling, look, thinking, well, he's not happy. He's been played out of position. We'll have him. And we're going to lose one of the best players in the world. But this is the, this is the thing as well, though, is that, again, it might be a contradiction, but if PSG come in off 100 million for him and Chelsea are saying, the future is Sarri, we are standing by this guy, he's here for five years, we are going to be putting everything into this, then sell him. 
get the money and buy the players that Sarri actually needs to yeah. make the system work. Now, that's not me saying, oh, get, get out of my club, Kante. That's me just being no, realistic. No, no, saying, right, no. Either back him or either back it, him or sack like, him. You know, but if he's literally saying, I will not play any other kind of football, I don't think he's a man to back. It, it's sort of like this, that you've got your superstar DJ, yeah. Seb, you're driving a Ferrari, you have a baby, and you're like, hmm, I've got to buy the Renault Megane and sell the Ferrari. Do you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing, because you can't put the baby seat in there. It's, it's the same principle. It looks amazing, but the reality of it is it's not practical. Oh, and you're Chelsea- so deep. Oh, I know. <laughs> but but it is, it's true that, really, that Chelsea midfield, we've been saying it all season, there's no balance to it. Yeah. And if you're, Chelsea's so predictable, because teams know that Barkley, in the way that he's having to play, isn't a threat in front of goal. Kante really isn't. Jorginho isn't. So who's, who's the threat? Hazard, William, Stroke, Pedro, and now obviously Higuain. So what do you do? You snuff out that threat. And it's easy, which is why you've seen Arsenal score more, more goals than Chelsea now. Because Chelsea are predictable, because the threat comes from three players. You know, mm. And that's what they need to get around. And if Chelsea are really going to play this way, they've got to make some tough decisions on some popular players. And they, but then they've got to stick with it, and they've got to go through with it. They can't, you know, get cold feet. They've got to stick with the plan and say, look, we got him in to do the job and if that means we lose Kante, fine. It, because we'll bring in a player in who can do the job that Kante can't. But even some of the most, you know, our most favourite players, the most reliable players over the last four years are having shocking seasons. I mean, this is not a good season for Alonso. For, for but that's because he's being played out of position as well. It's just, you know, it's all... It, the, the, Emerson should be playing left back. Yeah, he should. Alonso, week in, week Alonso isn't a left back. He's not quick enough. He's not defensively disciplined enough. So what you've got is the problems that happen against City. He's, to me, he's been um, thrown under the bus by fans talking about the first City goal because he passed... Um, Hazard. He passed, yeah, Hazard. So he said, take Silva. Take him, yeah. He did. Uh, no, no, sorry, it wasn't Silva, was it? It was... Um, um, whoever it was out on the right. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't because you see Hazard looks over his shoulder and he thinks, I can't be bothered. And... And that's Alonso passing. That's, that's, that's not down to Alonso. That's down to players being disciplined and working together as a team. I'm going, that's what and, I need to do. And that's Chelsea, Chelsea's weakness, that left side or the right side for the attacking team because they've got a left back who isn't really a defender but is trying to do that job. And you've got a player in front of him that's like, look, I'm too good to track back. So why is he not playing Emerson then? Maybe, well, he says about the set pieces, doesn't he? That Emerson's height and... Yeah, well, it's to say, it's like Mourinho's thing, isn't it? He'd always pick the taller that, that, player. That's the weird thing, though, is that he'll acknowledge the fact that in England, I need tall defenders. So I'll play tall defenders. But at the same time, I'm still going to play my ticky-tacky Sarri ball. There's so many, was, but there's so many square pegs in round, pull, in yeah, round holes in this yeah, thing. And it's leaking water. And it's just a shit show. It really is. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so quickly, what's our prediction for tonight, Manu? Bizarrely, I think we might win this because I just think it's one of those games that we will be up for. I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1. Gary? 2-1. To Manchester United. Oh, you swine. I'm going to go for 3-1 Chelsea. That's it, oh, I think. All right, moving on to the final very quickly. Will we see a very different team for the final? Will it be the... Mm, well, it has what? to be his best team. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? They might rise to the occasion and halve the scoreline. <laughs> you think that's going to be a 3-0 loss? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, going to go with a, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Okay. Um, you know, I think lightning doesn't strike twice. <laughs> so it'll be 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh I re- you know what? I just, 
you know, I can't think about Sunday. Yeah, uh, tonight's bad enough. I th- I think I think we're going to lose Sunday. I do. I think we'll lose two 0 I don't think that we're not going to ha- let another six nil happen. That won't no. happen again. No, it won't. It it really won't. Um, we'll see. But City are good, and we're not. It's as simple as that. So is this not all just? One big learning curve this next ten days, and then actually we don't. We I think we'll know more about the team, where it's going, the manager, and where he's going or staying. I, I think if he loses these two games badly, I think that will. That well, no, well Tottenham be as well. They won't get rid of him before Tottenham. There's no point. You don't know it, Mike. So I might say Oof, we need a. I mean, there's already talking. Already talking to Zidane, who I really don't want. No, no, I don't think. I don't think he's quite the tactical master you know master uh, master that everyone kind of thinks he is I mean you know he, he did okay at Madrid I know he got three Champions Leagues but he you know he was found out in the league a little bit he's unproven as well I know that sounds really stupid the reason I say it is that he's yeah. unproven is that that team over. ruled itself for a long yeah. time yeah, I, I, I think so, so. now I think he's so. got to come in and inherit so. a mess how do I don't you need to get if, if no, I'm not an advocate for lynching managers and I know we sat here berating the manager I just think look if you're going to go with a guy like this you've got to stick with him so I'm not advocating they sack him but if they do they've got to bring someone in who can really galvanise the club and sort of what Hiddink did for those six months after he replaced Scolari and set it up perfectly for Ancelotti you need someone to come in not saying for six months but you need someone to come in and do that to get the club on a balance again, sort of re-establish certain players and a certain style and then bring someone in for the long term. I, th- I think they, they potentially want Zidane to try and they think, they think if Hazard might stay if Zidane comes. I think that would be their... Uh... This desire to keep Hazard, just let... Oh, mate, mate, I, listen, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to say goodbye to 80% of them. Yeah, just let him go. I'm just like, look... Listen, if it's up to me, we'd you're, have you're just Azpilicueta and, uh, and Kante, but the only two on the pitch you're not, you're not the player that Chelsea thought they were signing. You were a good kid and you, you were a good player. And the fact that you're the best player at Chelsea also, says I'm more so, about the club I'm than it does s- you. I'm so bored of him showing his knickers to Real Madrid every time I'm he's saying, feeling oh, a bit frisky. I, I'm over it. And don't you think that's mind up. If somebody's made their mind up and they won't tell you what it is, that means they're going anyway, yeah. doesn't it? Because I, I, if you're going to make your mind up and stay... He's been flirting saying, with staying. Real Madrid for four seasons now. It's boring. Yeah, I agree. Well, on that note of boredom, we might as well fly down a bridge, Seb. Yeah. You, you won't be going because you're a plastic, girl. Nah. You're going to watch it <laughs> in... I, I, I'm going to do what Andy's doing right now and watch it from the comfort of my armchair. Excellent. Well, Just well, in sunny Essex, not the sunny Caribbean. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to Farringdon. Yeah, I know, but there's no armchairs there, is there? Cheers for What, are there no, no armchairs in Farringdon? No, I have to stand and watch. Wow, what? Is it a standing room only in Farringdon? Yeah, but I'm not going to get a seat in the... Why not? Oh, you think look, people might watch it? Don't worry, I'm watching the game on a screen. <laughs> okay. <I'll laughs> Waving a plastic flag. I was going to, you know, be concerned. 100% polyester. Excellent. Well That's done. The name of this podcast. Hundred percent polyester. No, I think this is Seb's Renault McGann. <laughs> Hang on, why is it my Renault McGann? Easy. I want the Ferrari. Stop the, the Renault DJ. McGann. Made the mistake of having a family. That's, my kids are old now. I want the Ferrari back. <laughs> You're going to get an ear piercing. Oh no, well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm bleaching my hair and I want the a yellow Ferrari. Okay, that sounds as though we know what we're doing. All right. Good to see you, Seb, as always, and you, Gary. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net.
Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.